0: Uh uh ah uh, ah! Uh. Wah 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 wah! Yeah 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 yeah! Hello! Whoa whoa whoa! Woo! Not changing my lifestyle. I'm full. Women every day my Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host, with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, a proud, loud, adult wrestling fan, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donski, Black Amora, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Wrestling. AKA Don Strowman, the Patreon Don! AKA Tanakatsu Tony! AKA the King of Jabro! These! (laughs) 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 AKA uh, Donnie Capri from that time I went to Italy! Shock! Shock! Shock, shock, <laughs> a.k.a. Oh, wait, I messed it up because we changed the settings. A.k.a. the modern day Goof Haraja. Coming at you like Scott Bakula, baby, baby. Come on, Sam. Let's take a quantum leap. Gabba, Gabba, wee. Gabba, Gabba, wee. Gabba,
1: Gabba,
0: gay. gabba. Yeah, the girl, uh, she is mine. And
1: uh, 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 <coughs>
0: Damn! She's fine. <laughs> what up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action <laughs> with all of our spicy, spicy, muy caliente wrestling reactions. Woo! Moo! Let's do it. Woof! Coming off another spicy week of professional wrestling to my front, the nasty one in studio, Nasty Newman. it? Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's kick it up to the spice zone. Oh, yeah, right, now, well, right now, it's uh, It's just, uh, just seasoned, the seasoned zone, yeah. but now we're going to kick it up to the spice zone. Oh, what flavor is that? Lime. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, man. <sighs> A lot, a lot, a lot to say. Hey, look, remember, guys, this podcast is grassroots. If you like what you're hearing here, support it, baby. Go to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling, and you can support this podcast. But we're not asking for handouts here. We got tons of awesome bonus content for you on there. You get rewarded, baby. And right now, I mean, last week, our bonus episode had me talking to Colt. Cabana. Wow. Unbelievable. And this week, I mean, we got a bonus episode dropping today with the fucking hilarious Nicole Byer. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. My dear close friend, we sit down for a hilarious conversation about professional wrestling, about life about comedy, uh, I'm calling it our Cal Lifestyle episodes and uh, I think you'll really fucking enjoy it, it was hilarious and it almost never ended We <laughs> tried to end it about four times but uh, uh, you can't fake that kind of camaraderie, can you? I mean, we do it every week. Absolutely. I hate you. Uh, You can check that out. Uh, But go on there, because we're pushing to 150 patrons. Right now, we got like 143, 144, uh, and... uh we, we need uh, we, We're trying to get 150 I'm gonna do another Giveaway to all the Jabroniacs I have a really cool Idea in mind So hey We just gotta get A couple more patrons And we'll get there And then we'll start Our push to uh, to 200 Where I got a Bunch of other stuff So I mean We're still rocking And rolling We are in Mania season And I'm feeling Fucking fired up Despite my mother-in-law yeah. Hey! <laughs> and remember, you can get professional. Uh, you can get official cow merch on prowrestlingtees.com/slash comedians of wrestling. You can pick up your adult wrestling fan shirt, which I'm rocking right now. Newman, what do you think? Yeah, it looks very comfortable. It's, I love the. I
2: mean, with the the little cow logo is the craziest part.
0: Yeah. Do you like? The, it, yo, the crazy thing about the little cow logo. Oh, yeah, you can read it. You can read <laughs> comedians of wrestling, which is so tiny. Yeah. I mean, the the machine they print this on, they do tremendous work at pro wrestling tees. Uh, for that Look you can literally read it Inosh You see that oh, it's dope. Yeah it's awesome uh, uh, Designed by Inosh Who did an amazing job On this t-shirt nice.
1: uh, Co- Co-designed with you
0: Co-designed with me With my shit We should, get, we should so. make a shirt
2: That is that little tiny cow si- Symbol just like right Dead center of a shirt
0: Right yeah. or that all over the whole shirt? Just one little one there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: people coming up to you staring <laughs> into your chest.
0: People will love it. But hey, pro dot slash We're going to be putting a bunch of t shirts on there. Uh, I got to, we're we're you know. The, the road to cowmania and Wrestlemania is paved with merch That's right. so yeah right now the Cow Title logo you can get that on a grey shirt or a black t-shirt as we move into spring if people have those hoodies you're not going to be rocking a hoodie in the middle of the spring there but uh, uh, check that out by the way the hoodies are still limited edition you cannot get the hoodies and the hoodies are to scale the hoodies are the exact size as the Cow Title uh, and the Pro Wrestling Tears ones are still big still nice and big but a little bit smaller uh, but check that out there There and more designs will be popping up. Just go on that page. Keep it up. Keep that tab open. Go into your Chrome and just hit refresh. You don't know what's going to pop up. But uh, yeah, check that out. Now, in other news on podcasts... I am now on, uh, I they believe, at 3.16 a.m. Uh, on Thursday morning. My episode of High and Mighty, John Gabers' podcast where we discuss professional wrestling is out. I think it's one of the best conversations I've had uh, about professional wrestling. I think it's a really great episode. John. If you don't know John Gabers, he's fucking hilarious. That podcast is amazing and awesome. Uh, he's the best. And I think we had an amazing uh, conversation. Check that out. Uh, it's called High and Mighty. You can hear me talk. If you want more of me, because you're, you're already a patron. You heard the bonus app. You heard this episode, which God knows when this will end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you want more. You, you're craving more, which I, I can't blame you. I, I got a lot to say, and this is spicy content. Uh, you can go over to High and Mighty. Okay. Now, look. I, uh, oh, you know what? I got another announcement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our first ever cow summit episode. Comes out this Friday, mm-hmm. okay? We're throwing content on you. I mean, come on! If you're not a patron, you're not supporting the show. It, it's you're just taking us for granted. Yeah. It's unbelievable. We could vanish tomorrow easily, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Thanos has got the glove. Who knows what will happen? I might disappear like that, or I just might stop podcasting. It might be less severe, uh, less supernatural, and less for kids. Okay? But, uh, yeah, Uh, the first ever Cow Summit episode I'm going to put out Friday, which is the introduction to our Summit episodes. Uh, If you're unfamiliar with that, it's a new type of Cow episode where we talk about we ranking professional wrestlers from zero to hundred. Uh, not uh, 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 we don't. I don't know if it's. I still don't know if it's a percentage or not. I don't think it's a percentage, mm-hmm. but it's how professionals rank over time. But not in a way where it's like this guy can't be above this guy. Some people are. Some wrestlers are the same number. It's like a speedometer. Absolutely. It's more. It's a speedometer. Yeah. this It's these are the cow speedometer episodes. Yeah. Uh, but we have a Google Doc which I'm going to share on the Facebook page. Community Wrestling Facebook page. Talk about wrestling at. Four, Four in the, the morning. morning Under Praise his eye Blessed be, be the, the fruit. fruit
1: May the Lord open
0: Absolutely And so uh, I'm going to post the Google Doc Which is a public, uneditable Google Doc Where you can look at how things are ranked And if you see something on there You're like, this is grinding my gears How is this wrestler ranked so low? They're so important to me All you got to do You can be part of this doc You can make it All you got to do You leave us a voicemail At 316 <laughs> 789-6006. Six, zero, zero, six. That is the Summit Hotline. 316-789-6006. Six, zero, zero, six. That hotline, uh, you can talk about any wrestler that you want to move up or down on there. You leave it on there. It's always open. The Google Doc is always in play. Uh, so we're going to put that out, a clip, that first episode's coming out Friday. It's going to be a clip from our 9-5, to 8-hour episode introducing the Summit episode and the Google Doc, Man, I think you'll love it. Nice little hot bonus content for you on the main feed on Friday. And then next week, our first ever Summit episode will also drop on the main feed, and that'll be a Ric Flair-centric podcast, and we'll also be listening to all of your voicemails. So leave voicemails, how you feel about Ric Flair, uh, where we have him ranked. I think right now he's at ninety six. Very high yeah. out of 100. He's on the Mount Rushmore of our rankings. So do you think he should go up? Do you think he should go down? Do you think he's overrated? Uh, so leave us a voicemail at 316-789-6006 for that. Cool? Hey, also, remember to rate us on your phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. I don't say rate subscribe every week because we have so much content on here. Um, I, we have so much bonus content coming at you, but we got 157 ratings on Apple Podcasts. That's, That's so it. low. That is it. I mean, there, we have a five-star rating. We have a perfect rating there. Uh, even some fucking jabrons that give us one star or whatever, some 80. I still, I was trying to find those. Yeah.
2: Those re- those reviews, so I can hate read them, but I can't find them. Like Apple hides them.
0: They're they're hidden because we rarely get any like that. Right. But we're also rarely getting any reviews. It really helps the podcast a lot. It helps the stupid Apple algorithm or whatever. So but go right into your you just all you gotta do is open up your iTunes app, scroll down, it has a bunch of stars, hit stars, really, uh, hit five stars, leave a review. We're trying to get that up to one thousand by WrestleMania. Yeah. It, which should be not a problem for this podcast. Be, we got more listeners than that.
2: Yeah, and the fact that there's like fourteen hundred people in the Facebook group, right? And that there's uh, what ninety percent of them have not made uh, reviews is insane
0: to me. I know, I, uh, I and we see the, the s- listens are on iPhones. Yeah. Most of our listens come from Apple, so there's no excuse. Yeah, yeah. None of you, if you have a Droid, which by the way, I've heard you can on Google also do that. Just rate and subscribe. It takes one second. To listen, if you don't have to cash for Patreon, the least you could do is give us five stars on this podcast. Okay, and
1: this this is a mutually beneficial request that we're asking of right. them. I mean, the more the more we get popular with the algorithm, the more content we get out to you. We get bank, we get money out of it, but you get content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We just gotta. The system here and you know i mean okay so anyway that's it i'm gonna be having some incentive for this okay so there'll be something's gonna be coming up but just give it give it five stars grab your friend's phone grab your friend's phone like yo just give me a second read subscribe to grab your grandma's iphone yeah. that's the one you gotta hit she's not she'll be happy to have something to listen to on there right yeah. i mean think of all the phones you could grab in a day help help the podcast but even if it's just you uh, it helps a second. I, I know a lot of podcasts hound people about this. I think right now it's slowing the podcast down and annoying me, but it's something we got to do to grow this podcast, especially in mania season. Yeah. If you want more content, you want more episodes from us, you want us motivated, you want us feeling good about ourselves, all you got to do, press that, uh, 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 give us those five stars. Not a big deal. All right. More to come on that. Okay. Look. Story at 11. Absolutely. <laughs> Story at eleven on the nines. Okay, look, Calmania. Uh huh. Calmania is a real thing. We got WrestleMania coming up. WrestleMania weekend in New York. We're going to be having a live show Saturday, April sixth. Uh, double check that date for me, Noosh. April sixth is the Saturday. Yeah, in the afternoon. Okay. Probably 4 p.m. I'm confirming up with venues. All right. <laughs> cow Mania, April 6th. We are going to be having a live cow podcast and show. Uh, that's going to be happening around 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, I don't have the exact venue right now. The venues are being locked up. Uh, uh, uh solidify. We just got to cross our T's, dot our i's, So I don't want to prematurely announce this, but it's gonna be great. Expect it. Uh, I'm hoping I have tickets up by next week's episode, the latest episode after that. But carve that time out. Um, and um, look, a couple things to think about, and this is actually affecting the rating of uh, uh the 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 booking of Calmania, which is okay. Saturday, April sixth. In the afternoon, we were going to be recording a live podcast. I figured we'd get together, talk about WrestleMania weekend, talk about wrestling, celebrate each other, you know, talk about merch, exchange merch, maybe look at each other's merch, get together, have a good time. But uh, this Letterman thing is getting out of control, okay? Now, for the people that didn't see it and for the new listeners, Adam Letterman was a former sponsor of this podcast. And uh, got a little too big for his britches. Started talking to my people here on this podcast. Not in a way that I appreciated. Um, And uh, I had to boot him as a sponsor. And he's had a chip on his shoulder ever since. And has physically assaulted myself and Adam Newman. Uh, Alex. My name is Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. I always do that when I'm talking about... Letterman. Well, my dad's because name I, is Adam Newman. No, and my you friend just, Adam well, Newman know, is a comic. I know that, but I yeah. mean, you
2: met my dad at the hospital, so that's probably why it's still.
0: I did like, meet your dad, Adam Newman, at the head. hospital, yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't even want to bring that up. That is probably the real reason. It's probably nothing to do with comic Adam Newman, but yeah, Alex Newman, um, he assaulted us and stole the cow title, okay? And it's ridiculous because I'm I'm putting these cow title shirts on pro wrestling tees, and I don't even have the title. The whole thing feels ridiculous. And I vowed that I'm going to get that title back, and I vowed I'm going to be ready. But Letterman took it even further this week. So if you see on the Facebook page, Adam Letterman posted a video, all the pins that I've been mailing out, the adult wrestling fan pins, everyone has been watching my stand-up special, adult wrestling fan, which you can check out at adultwrestlingfan.com right now. Uh, Uh... which got a nice plug on Pro Wrestling Torch just to bring up positive stuff mm. this week, which was awesome this week, which was really exciting. Uh, I, I sent out these buttons to people and they begin mysteriously lost in the mail. All the envelopes—if you see the pictures of them, people are posting this—they're like just cut. Mm. Adam Newman posted. Uh, Adam, ugh, sorry, it's okay. Adam Letterman, fuck, it's because his name's Adam. That's probably, right. the guy is such a fucking cancer that he just is messing with my my broadcasting skills. Adam Letterman posted a video in the Facebook page with, I don't know, like 30 or 40 buttons. He apparently has had a guy at the post office opening up letters, uh. s- siphoning them out. And uh, this is this is also a problem with the country is that, you know, uh, Adam's got some money and with money and influence, you can really do anything and really comes down to us. A, gra- a grassroots podcast who's begging for change on Patreon, <clears throat> recording extra content and time that I should be working and you're working on my craft and, you know, in other ways. And, and obviously this is just like the thumb of of, of of just the influence of, of money and capitalism just on this podcast, stole all the buttons, posted a video criticizing me and really just trying to get attention. And I'm sick of this guy getting attention. It's ridiculous. Something I should have stopped a while ago. And he made a point. He said on there, it's like, is Dan really your guy? Am I really your guy as the host of this podcast? And as the supposed, you know, I, I said, I, I was walking around with the cow title as the champion. And he was like, this guy, he's partying at the Royal Rumble. I'm sitting here in New Jersey. He knows where I am. He's not coming after me. And you know what? He's right. In a way, he's right. I have been complacent. I'm trying to juggle everything, trying to record the podcast, you know, record. You know, I'm at the Royal Rumble. He says I'm just partying. I'm there performing live at Stand Up Live Phoenix in front of all the Jabroniacs, you know, meeting wrestling fans, uh, spreading the word of cow, trying to grow this podcast, basically trying to do my job, uh, get my stand-up special out there. um and, uh, but you know what? He's right. I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm sitting here waiting for the right time. You know, financially flying in New York, not that easy for me. I'm trying to juggle this podcast and like put it out every week. When I go to New York, it's hard to even record the podcast. Plus I'm a husband. I'm like, when I'm waiting for when am I going to do it? But I have been getting ready for you, Letterman. That's the thing you didn't realize, uh, is that I have been gearing up. I've been mentally preparing for the inevitable clash, but it's time. It's time to. I'm saying, oh, when is the right time? It's time to set that. It's set that time, okay? And I think there's no better time than April 6th, Calmania. I think at Calmania, and this is part of what's the problem with the venue is I had a venue booked where it wouldn't conducive to professional professional wrestling match. Adam Letterman, I'm challenging you April 6th at Calmedia at this to-be-determined place and time that will be ready, that will be equipped for a professional wrestling match, I challenge you to a match. Because, look, I've been thinking about stealing the title back. Just like you stole the title, Adam. You stole it. And I, and, and, uh, I realize it's not about stealing. I shouldn't be, oh, when am I going to go there, knock him out, steal the, po- steal the title. No, that brings me to his level. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going to steal it. I'm going to earn the title back. And maybe I should have earned this title in the first place because all I really did was make a sketch, spray paint the title, and then say I walk around parading this title like I'm the champion. And maybe this is the kind of karma that I deserve. That's me. I'm a positive person. Unlike you, you're a fucking stain on society. You're a shit stain on this fucking—I'm sorry. I shouldn't even—I'm stupid at his level. It just gets me worked up, especially when I think about me and you in the hospital him throwing you off a cliff. Which you could see, by the way, if you're some kind of Adam Letterman apologist, you could see in the Facebook page and on my Instagram, at Attack. you could see the damage he's done. You could watch him throw Newman off a cliff. You could watch him hit me with an oversized gavel in his office when we were trying to uh, uh, calmly dispute a legal issue, and he's a supposed lawyer. No, but maybe maybe it's time for me to earn it. So Letterman, you got what you wanted here. You know what? Let's make this Comedians Wrestling, let's make it a federation. This is the Comedians of Wrestling Federation. Fine. We'll think of a flashy name after, whatever it is. Whatever. Right now, we'll call it Cal, Cal Federation, right? <laughs> yeah. Cool. You are, Adam Letterman, you are the first championship. You are the first Cal heavyweight champion. Fine. You are. N- and look, and what I'm asking for, I'm asking for a shot at that title, and I think I've done more than deserve it, so do you want to answer the call, now your money's where your fucking mouth is, do you want to wrestle me, April 6th, Wrestlemania weekend, in New York City, in your fucking home turf, my hometown, do you want to wrestle me, and put your title on the line, are you the champion, are you Are you a paper champion? We know you're a lawyer, which are basically just paper champions to begin with. Literal paper champions. Are you an actual champion? Do you want to answer the call? April 6th, Letterman. Do you answer the call? Enough is enough. I'm putting you down. Saturday, April 6th. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. Yeah. It's healthy. All right. Oh, man.
2: Let's move on from this polyp.
0: Yeah. We got to move on. I mean, we we, 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 we got to move on. All right. Anyway, let's get into this podcast. Enough right. with this guy. I'm sorry for the new listeners that you have to hear about this. But uh, hopefully, Calmania. I take that back. And let me tell you, check out on the Facebook page. You're going to be seeing what I've been doing to get ready. Because I think a lot of people, I see people are, are joining his side. I see people are, are Letterman sympathists. Uh,
2: uh, well, I think it's because they think that this is like, they think this is like part of like a, a story or so. So they're like, you know, it's like. It's not a big deal to like the heel all right this is not right. this is not this is not that no. this is like real real life stuff absolutely and you're siding with the villain
0: quite literally yeah you know and, and I'm glad that you're having fun at my expense but uh you listen uh, if I see you rocking a Lettermania shirt or oh. whatever you know what I mean so I, I see it as like look pick up your cow title shirt. ProRescitees.com right now. And that's part of you being the movement of like, let's take the cow title back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We need more. We I, I, I want to see if you want to support me on 4 6. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to see a C of those shirts there. Anyway, more details to come on that. All right, let's talk about professional wrestling, right? Yeah. We got to move on. Yeah. Oof, I'm going to take a little sip of the LaCroix. Hold on. What flavor is that? <sighs> <Pfft>. Lime. <Duh. laughs> Unbelievable. So, look, everyone, let's talk about uh uh let's let's talk about let's talk about halftime heat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we should talk about it. I mean, look, we just came off the Super Bowl. Uh you guys know I don't you know what? The thing is that I don't care about the Super Bowl. Like, I don't want to I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl cuz I'm a professional wrestling fan through and through. I don't expect to be extreme as me, by the way. You you can watch sports if you get anything out of them. I don't um uh, uh, but I do think it's cool that Tom Brady, like who people hate, I think it's cool that this guy went, like, it's really cool when someone is the best at what they do, you know what I mean? Whatever. Cool. Fine.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was the best, he was definitely the best quarterback in that game.
0: Um and he's uh, well okay
2: I mean he's just it's just not you know whatever that's what who cares
0: well the only thing I like the thing is like people are like oh the Patriots cheat and stuff I think it's the coolest thing about the Patriots <laughs> I like that they are this like evil empire like even like obviously they support Trump which like I don't like but I like that it's like on brand for that right. you know what I mean like as the, they're like the McMahon's of 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 football right it's crazy like that's how I have used I don't even know how to play football. But actually I really like the game of football cuz it's extremely complicated. I like that it has. It's almost like it's almost like one big money in the bank. Right. <laughs> the whole thing is like wild. You're like yeah. wait, what? The rules are like oh okay. Like nothing's intuitive about football at all. It's right. a completely contrived game. Like it's 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 nonsense. It's like all right, the, you know, it's so like it's it's insane. Yeah. Like soccer is like all right, you kick the ball, it goes in the net, whatever. Football Football's wild.
2: I think it's meant to simulate uh like war, where you're taking territory from right. your team, and then you get the thing. It's like,
0: yeah, that's the thing that I always kind of liked about baseball, and I've always kind of liked about footballs. So they both feel like really like complicated strategy games. Yeah, baseball, with, uh,
2: especially. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like baseball's always been the sport I had like a deep appreciation for because it is like so. Again, it's it's a uh, it's it's wild. Right. It's like a crazy board game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but then there's also athleticism mixed in. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, okay, so let's talk about the uh, halftime heat. I thought it was fucking fantastic. It was incredible. What what a, what a great match. You know, the only thing I was like bummed about it not bummed at all, but it reminded me first all of the first halftime heat, which I watched live, which it was uh, was still one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. Just The Rock, Mick Foley, Vince is there announcing it. it's like the empty arena. Yeah, and I still remember as clear as day how how uh, how uh, 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 Mick won. Is he literally like? Had a forklift that pinned the rock down. He like lowered it on him. <laughs> so uh, I was like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah, it's uh, everything I love about professional wrestling. But the only thing I was kind of bummed about was this was like halftime. He's on the network. It was like, man, try to can
2: missed we missed opportunity?
0: Yeah, like what is on these other channels? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're NBC, put it on USA. Fuck right, because they, they're on USA. If you're M- Channel Four, NBC, you know New York it's yeah. Channel Four, whatever. Why not have halftime people? Like, hey, we're going to see an awesome wrestling match. And it, it, I feel like it's mutually beneficial. You have a live thing. Yeah. That's right. Because you can't. Bro- they can't broadcast a halftime show that's on CBS, right? Right. They're not allowed. It wasn't like every. It's not like the State of the Union or whatever. Right, 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 right. Uh, which was the best pro wrestling match of the week. But, <laughs> uh, hey. Um, uh, but, uh, right? Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, why is this buried on the network? That being said, if it was on network television, not on the WB network, they would need to spruce up how it looked. Yeah. They did it like r- straight up in the PC. Yeah. Like not even in the uh the full set the NXT ar- arena. Right. They did it like in the like where there's normally three rings. What I assume
2: because I heard right. it was I heard it was uh friends and family where the audience. What I assume is that they were all at the at the performance center watching the Super, Super Bowl yeah.
0: and then that was their halftime show. Yeah, cuz that's probably what it was because yeah. there was like so many like Patriots jerseys. It felt like a Super Bowl party where a match which erupted. Which is amazing. It was to great. It. Yeah, but I thought it was such a great idea because it, especially because it's NXT guys, which they probably just did just because it's like, like we can just do it at Orlando. We don't have to mess with the travel schedule. Right. You know what I mean? But all and they're like since they're gonna do it on the network, it's gonna be for the marks anyway. So they'll be like it, maybe even more excited as NXT guys. But part of me was like, get this out there. Yeah. You know, like get this out. there. I was there. really
2: bummed that it wasn't. That I knew that it wasn't on TV, right? That you had to go on like YouTube or Twitter or or the network to like watch it,
0: or even did it stream live to YouTube? I think it did, didn't it? Oh, that's a great idea. I think it did. Maybe I, it did. May, I
2: may be completely wrong, okay. but I always
0: I, I say, yeah. But if it did, that's cool. But no way to find out. Yeah, but uh, so I watched that, and then I last night watched Maroon Five. Did no, you see it? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. No, it's like one of these things where I mean. <laughs> It's just, it's not good. Like, no. it's really not good. But it's this thing where I feel, like, kind of bad for Adam Levine for because sure. it's like, he he was not going to succeed at the Super Bowl. Like, right. this is not not every band. Because, like, look, some of their, I, I would say, I'm not a Maroon 5 fan at all. I never listened to their music ever. But their songs are not, like, terrible. Like, y- y- they have a place or whatever for, for people. Sure. I mean, I'm sure you're going to disagree with me. It, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, it's they're, not they're, like they're, great music, but it's like-
2: I can't even be bothered to have an opinion about right. a, a band named after a color and a number.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about it like that. Hey, <laughs> It's the most generic. Blue Six. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is that thing where you're like, you, you know, uh, it's like, that kind of music is meant for like, to play like, in and you're like- your dentist's office, when you're like waiting, right? It's not going to get the Super Bowl going. No. And also, Adam Levine is in this tough spot where it's like he has. <laughs> I was thinking about him as like even like a wrestler. Like, what's the what's Adam Levine's gimmick? Well, his gimmick is that he's a good. Um, that he's a rock star. Sure. Like his gimmicks, I'm a rock star, right, right? right? So he can't go out there and fucking Timberlake dance. Right. You know what I mean? He, Cause then that's not his brand. But he also can't he also doesn't have enough talent. Look yo, that's what I did. I went on YouTube and I pressed I, I, I just put in Prince Super Bowl. Yeah. And you just hear Prince's guitar, even when he's not playing, it's entertaining. Just hearing the reverb or whatever, like right. of like the fact that it's a live guitar. You know what I mean? Yes. And he's just like, I'm going to shred. Yeah. And you're, he'll just go like, And you're like, oh, this is entertaining because you're so talented in this massive way. Yeah. That like Adam Levine. Transcendently. Is, yeah. tr- right. Is Adam Levine is more like, he like Prince is like a full on wrestler. Right. You know? And like, Adam Levine is more of a guy. He's like, hey, like, you know, he can like work whatever, like a little bit, like, you, have to, you know? Where yeah. you're like, it's such a, where he should have said no, but right. you can't say no. So all he did was feel bad for the guy. He's in such a tough spot. And he pulled out all the stops to make it work. And by the way, I just say him. He like, they had like a marching band. He had like the black choir. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> he
2: somehow found the only all white marching band in Atlanta. Yeah. Like you couldn't. <laughs> oh, that's not, true. There's not a thousand high schools that yeah. you could, yeah, you know? it was That was weird.
0: And then- I mean, I don't even know who... By the way, I don't even know what it was... Then the big boy comes out, right? And he literally just does, like, I like the way you move. Great song. But also a song that didn't have the right... Doesn't have the right vibe for the Super Bowl. And meanwhile, every Maroon 5 song is not right for the Super Bowl. They're all, like... They're all, like, so mellow. Yeah. It's like, she will be loved. Ugh. And they're just like, this love is, like, none of it is rocking. Which, all, by the
2: way, I mean, these songs came out fucking, like, 15 right. years ago.
0: Right. Good Lord. So it's just like, I'm seeing this guy on stage, and I'm like, yo, he's, like, it's not like he's flubbing this. It's just like, you're not meant for this. It's not enough. And he's more of a, 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 a personality, but he's stuck. I felt so bad because he's stuck. Is that he can't do what like Katy Perry does, which is like, just go all over the top because his gimmick yeah. is rock star. Right. And he has to be stuck to this gimmick. It's like, dude, you're not a rock star. You are a reality star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The game so, show host. I, yeah, I was like, all right, man. But he looked like he had fun. I'm
2: sure he did, taking his shirt off and yeah. stuff like that, which is kind of fucked. Isn't it fucked up? Yeah. That, and this is not a hot take. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like a lot of people have been saying this, that yeah. like he can just take his shirt off and show both of his nipples, and yeah. it's not a big deal. But Janet Jackson accidentally shows her nipple, yeah. and her career is ruined because of it. I still don't understand that. That was so—by the way, I think it was a work— Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she did it on Janet. purpose.
0: Definitely. But still, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why we're spending so much time on this. It's just like one of these things where I feel like in wrestling, I, I see it's the times where I'm like, you, you know, a wrestler where you're like, it's like I really dig your work, but the, like, or I don't know, maybe Zack Saber Jr. or something, where like I, I really dig your work, but I know you're not going to dazzle main roster, right? Like you can It's it's almost like that where you're like, dude, and man, I just. I, I, and then I, I was watching on YouTube and it had so many, it had like 50,000 thumbs up and then like 700,000 <laughs> thumbs down. And it's, you're like, that's got to crush somebody. No. Your goal is to like be in the Super bowl. I don't think they care.
2: <laughs> Honestly, if you're, if you got, I mean, they get paid to do it, right? Yeah, don't you don't do f- it for the
0: money. I don't anything. even think it's that much money uh, from what I hear.
2: Yeah, whatever then. I mean,
0: no one's going to. But I like, think if you're Gaga, Prince, you have all the tools to kill. Bruno Mars, you have all Bruno the tools. Bruno Mars crushed it. Uh, the boss. I kind of like how like, the Super Bowl is like, it's one of the, you can't hide there. Yeah. Like all the great talents kill it, and all the jabronis Jabroni. suck. yeah. I mean, some rapper wrapped so, a song and was like, this song is horrible. I don't know who he is, but it was like, hes yeah. uh, I don't know what his uh, name, Travis Scott, maybe? I don't know. I don't know any. I think that was his name. Jamie was right. like,
2: I like him. What? That's, I think it's Travis Scott.
0: I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. this is not a good song. I don't know. Yeah. I watched it. I was like, this is... T-. But then the only reason I'm even bringing it up is because then at, at Halftime Heat, I was like, "And anyone could like this. That should have been happening...
2: Halftime heat should have been in the middle of the Super Bowl instead of a concert. Yeah. Have a fucking wrestling
0: it, match. It would have killed. Can you imagine if it was like, if it was literally like, uh, um, the, the they're going to start the, the the they're like all right halftime show starting. Also, it's like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. see the coffin raise up. And like, cause that's how it started, right? Yeah. But it's in the middle of the Super Bowl and it's like a bunch of people like praying down to him, like on her knees, bowing down to Aleister Black. And the drums come in. You get have the room 5 drummer or whatever. <laughs> no not matter. I don't know who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. It says everyone would like it. No, th- if that match happened in the middle of the Super Bowl, everyone would like it. Yeah, and I, uh, to that point, I was watching it, and Which I was had your this, point that I just stole. Yeah, I had this
2: uh, to my own point when I was watching it. I literally out loud was like, uh, "When Ricochet," I realized Ricochet hadn't even gone yet. Right. I was like out loud, and this is what everybody in the crowd at the Super Bowl would say. I go, "It was an amazing match." Then right. I go, "Oh God." Ricochet hasn't even done his thing yet, right? And it was so clear that the match was made to showcase these guys. That's why they each did like their individual little flippy moves, and it's like, and I was like, okay, Ricochet in front of like non wrestling people is like the ultimate like, oh, this is what wrestling is now. This like looks like a John Wick movie live. Yeah. where I'm, like, rap... He's, like, it looked like a fucking, like, Daredevil, like a hallway
0: fight scene where he's, like, rapping people up in people and punching yeah. them and throwing them, and it's, it's like... Well, I always say, when... I is the guy I even talk about it on John Gabriels' podcast, like, uh, uh, High Mighty coming out tomorrow. But, uh, um... Listen to this first and then that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I compare Ricochet always to Marvel. Yeah. I always compare. I'm like, I'm watching these MCU movies just being like, this guy can do it without the effects, you know? Yeah. I think people's mind would have been blown. Not to mention it's like fighting, so it ties into the competition. Everyone would have loved it. It's something they should like, but yeah, but it is, I just did think about like Adam Levine, not to go back to Adam Levine, but I just think, you know, in the back of my mind, he's like, I'm not meant for this level, <laughs> this kind of show. And not everyone is. You know, know what I'm saying? You're yeah. like, I'm not like, not like Bruno Mars is like the, uh, and Michael Jackson, those pop stars really do it. So it's like, would you just, should you just turn that down? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or what does what he do? He's been lying to himself, like for like a couple of weeks. Like, this is going to go well. Even when moves like Jagger hit, Wait, like not, the not crowd again. did nothing Which is like Their only song I think that could Get the crowd going But then you like When when you're in front Of that big of a crowd And you're like Oh what gets a crowd Like really going Right In that big of a place And then you hear the song And it's like You know like It's like That little flute It's like <laughs> uh, No Can you sing the Moves like Jagger flute
1: no, I hate that song so
0: <laughs> fucking much. And you're like, oh, this song sucks. You're, no like, yeah. you're like, this is not And then he's got you know, by the way, he took the shirt off with the tats on. I had no problem with that. I thought he looked that, cool. That
1: song is actually burned in my mind as one that you know when you hear a song too many yeah. times on the radio, it's really bad. That one, the first time you hear it on the radio. He it's like
0: he bad. throws his shirt off and then the song goes like uh, uh. And he's looking like a badass. Like, you're, you guys are getting moves like Jagger now. And, like, no one cared. It was I was like, <laughs> I didn't right. even watch I'm talking the about this for way longer yeah. than I expected. I on hate this-
1: songs that talk about. Other, Other songs. stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? The song, that song. It's like, I love that song. This so, is a song. Is that a country song? So, sometimes no, no, it's song? fun. No. Sometimes it's
0: fun. Like Tenacious D talking about, like. Yeah, but they're a <laughs> the comedy actor. Right, yeah. Or like, I like when Kesha had TikTok. She's just like, wake up in the morning, like, my name is right, P. Diddy. Like sometimes business. it's fun. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah. silly yeah.
1: business. I hate when it's like dudes singing about Mick Jagger. Just well, it's especially
2: you. egregious because you're also a band. That would yeah. be like if I had a band and I wrote a song about. Out how, like, right. it was called, like, doesn't this song sound like Metallica?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I got the moves like Jagger. It's like, dude, you don't. No, you don't. You're like, he didn't even dance. That's the other thing. I went, like, E-e-e-e-e-e. and then uh, he just stood still with a face, like, I'm supposed to be like, yeah, this heavy rock song is. I felt I really felt bad. He was in, I was like this was destined to be a problem was, from the start Well, that was
2: one of the memes that was going around it was a picture of him with like the fire behind him yeah. and like the ne- and like all the tats and yeah. it was like making him like the singer of like a hardcore band where you're yeah. like open up this fucking pit the name of this song is Harder to
0: Breathe Let's yeah. Go yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it was just like yeah. not that at all yeah yeah The right. song this song is called this love yeah. is taking my toes alright anyway
1: so uh anyway claim. uh Coming up into a chorus, too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. The
0: moves, like, hey, I
1: got the songs, like, Jagger. You yeah. guys
0: want to do uh, you guys want to jump in some talk ups? Let's do a yeah, little talk yeah. ups before we get into Rawls back SmackDown. You ready for it, baby? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm throwing it over to you, Newman. Ready, get into it. Here we go. You're listening to Q102. We got AJ
2: Styles <laughs> coming into the studio. We got traffic, we got music on
0: the nines. Here we go. <laughs> Oh yeah! All right, you want another one? Yeah. All right, bring the fire. Bring the bring the intensity. All right. All right. We're full zoo crew, ready? All right. hey, ready.
2: All right, you're listening
0: to
1: Bitch Slap and the Nuts. <laughs> we got Queen Latifah in the studio talking about conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. I love this song.
0: Uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, all right, I'm gonna try one. Ready? Uh, I, I guess I know what this is. So it's kind of cheating. But all right. All right. I'm throwing, I, for people that don't know, Newman's, I'm throwing random songs <laughs> at him. Um, this is Alex Newman, by the way. Okay, yeah, ready? Uh, hey, coming at you, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. you get it? Hey, everybody, go after it today. You got this. <laughs> Let's, uh, go after it. <laughs> Let's uh, get after it. <laughs> I, I look for all the songs that are talk upable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want one more? Yeah. All okay. Right, all right, right, all
2: right. You're listening to ninety-five YSP. In the studio today we have Donald Rumsfeld. He led us into two wars that were illegal. Let's get it. <laughs>
0: That's it. <laughs> yeah, Donald Rumsfeld. They all have like weird, like yo, know, Rumsfeld's definitely under the radar, bro. That guy can like go to a local IHOP and people think he's funny and charming, right? right no right, no right, one right, remembers right. him. No. Yeah. no. yeah, you know what I'm saying? No one. Like remembers Cheney, him. like he he can't even show his face on a coast. Right? As a quick aside, have you seen yeah.
2: Wormwood on no. Netflix? So it's the coming tr- at you. Wormwood is this true story about how the CIA drugged one of their scientists with LSD and he killed himself. On their watch, really, and Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney were part of the cover up. Yeah, it's a crazy documentary. Wow. Yeah, it's just like a six part series by Errol Morris. It's you want to do another talk up? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, ready?
0: Here we go. All right, all right, here we
2: Hey, wait, hang on one second. Before, talk talk. Up, oh, before, before you do Jared. that talk up, before you do that talk up,
0: it's me, Jeff
2: Jarrett. That's wow. J E double wow. F. J-A-R-R-E-double-motherfucking-T, it's Jeff <laughs> wow, Jarrett because- in the H-O-U-S-E.
0: Wow. How's it going, buddy? Uh, wow. Hey, Jeff Jarrett in studio. Uh, I guess you pushed Newman to the side here. Hey, Jeff Jarrett, Uh, wow, unbelievable. You're back on Raw. Yeah, I'm back. I'm so happy to be back in the WWE. That is
2: B-A-C-K-I-N-T-H-E-W-W-E.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow, I mean, listen. That's you, H-E-L-L-Y-E-A-H. No, okay. Y-E-A-H. yeah, okay, okay. All right. So look, Jeff Jarrett, uh, you don't need to spell everything like that. It's okay, we, right. get it. we get it. I get the gimmick. Or should I, I say, say okay? Okay. Oh, whew, didn't like that. Hey, uh, hey. So, Jeff Jarrett, how does it feel? You're back on Raw after like 20 years or something, and uh, you actually wrestled a match against Elias this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it just feels so good to be back in the loving embrace of of, of what I call home. You know right. what I mean? I mean, I, I really kind of made my name there, and uh, I love seeing guys like Elias kind of carry this. Honky Tonk Tradition Forward. You know, it's a kind of a genre of wrestler. That's uh, H-O-N-K-Y-T-O-N-K. Honky yeah. Tonk.
0: Yeah, okay, I knew how to spell that. Okay, that's fine, you know. That's all right, great. Yeah, yeah. I that like that like answer. A- so I saw in the, one thing that surprised me, Elias, big jack guy, yeah, he yeah. gave you an actual suplex in the match. I mean, you're like pushing 60 years old here, yeah. and he took an actual suplex. Tell me what it felt like to take a suplex after all this time. I
2: mean, I'll tell you what, man. It hurt. M-Y-B-A-C-K. Hurt my back, brother. Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: okay. That spelling was extremely unnecessary here. We get it, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, especially yeah, Especially yeah. when it's not double letters. I mean, it's kind of, you know. Sure, okay, yeah, fine, yeah, fine, Yeah, fine, yeah, fine, yeah. Fine, so, fine, it hurt your back. Hurt my back. Really. Are you injured? Are you ready to go for raw again? Maybe oh, yeah, man. I
2: got, yeah, I got all kinds. I got, I got human growth hormone. I was going to spell it, the, the acronym, but I don't want to offend no, you.
0: No, see, that's a time where I would have appreciated the acronym to save time. That would be a normal way to do it, because hey, people call it HGH all the time. But people don't spell out hurt my back in casual conversation. You okay, know? No, I see
2: where you're coming from. All right, <laughs> yeah, let, me, yeah, let yeah. me rephrase it then. Yeah. Uh, I-H-A-V-E-H-G-H-I-N-M-Y-B-L-O-O-D.
0: Uh, yeah, okay. Look. Th- no, no, no.
2: J E double F J A double R E and then like 16. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no. And you put your
0: I don't need the music right now. Sorry.
2: when you Okay. No, it's when
0: I spell my name it, it just starts. Yeah. Okay. You. I know. I, well, I, all right. I have your name. Okay. I, I missed what you said. You spelled something after H G H. I got so infuriated I
2: missed it. I have human growth hormone in my blood. So, yeah, I mean, my recovery time is great for a 60-S-I-X-T-Y-year-old man, M-A-N.
0: Okay, so they're not uh, the performance editor, They're not making you take any uh, wellness policy tests oh, or any kind of no, random no, no,
2: no, no, no. When you have a legends contract like M-E, mm-hmm. then they let you do, okay, uh, do uh, whatever you W-A-N-T If I have a neurological condition that I can't, look, I I dispel, all right? Oh, it's a condition? It's a condition, and I appreciate,
0: yeah. So, what are the rules of the condition? It seems like kind of random right now. When do you have to spell things?
2: It hits me like a Tourette's. episode like it just hits me and i start s-p-e-l-l-i-n-g-t-h-i-n-g-s-o-u-t-j-e-double-f-j-a-double-r-e uh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and you know uh, what let's get 50 t's
0: in there <laughs> <laughs> jeff jarrett oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god all right jeff i mean i uh, i think you gotta got a go
2: my u-b-e-r is almost h-e-r-e
0: hey jeff jarrett you want to try a talk up i'd love to okay here you go ready Y O U R L I S T E I N G T O
2: W Y S P W E H A V E Q U E E N Latifa. Okay, all right. You gotta go. You, all right, Jeff. All right, you want to spell out. your name again for us? Oh, last J last double F. Would you say it with me? J J-A- double R E T T Jeff. Jarrett, baby. All right. Hey. All right. I'm on my way to Home Depot to buy some more glasses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I see that. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Newman, you just missed Jeff Jarrett. You yeah, just I'm not, right by I'm, not, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, he does wear, he wears, like, Home Depot, oh, kind of just, like, saw, like, when you're sawing something, like, uh, Jeff. They're just safety glasses. Safety goggles. <laughs> and right. I asked
2: the jabroniacs on the on the Facebook page, Talk about wrestling four in the morning, mm-hmm. I was like, why is Jeff Jarrett wearing safety goggles? And they're like, oh, he always wears them. I'm like, that doesn't answer my question. Right, right, right. I know he always wears them. Mm -hmm. they're just safety goggles. There's no gimmick or at all to it. It's just like uh, 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 Dupont safety glasses. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know why he is rocking those. But um, listen, let's get into Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So all right. So let's talk about Becky Motherfucking Lynch. So look, I uh, I gotta tell you, let's uh, let's get into it, baby. Hey, coming at you, everybody. Becky Lynch right now suspended from WWE for going against the authority. Hey, get us up on the hotline. When have you gone against authority? Hey, coming up.
2: <laughs> 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 it's so it's so hard because it, like, yeah. you run, you realize it's like oh I have like maybe yeah, like yeah. half a second. And it's like no, I have six seconds now before yeah, this yeah, ends. And yeah, You're
0: yeah. like oh. Eh. Because I wanted to just be like, my foot hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like just to fill time. But Becky Lynch, look, I got to tell you, I thought Raw and SmackDown were fucking rocking this week. Yeah, really good. I really loved them. I loved both shows. I think the writing, I got zero problem with any writing that happened. The only thing I could think this whole week in professional wrestling was, if I was Vince in the back and you had such a great week of successful writing and lead up, I'd be so frustrated by some of the performances. Mm. I'd be so, you know, like Rhonda is giving some couple lines and you're like, Rhonda, just breathe, relax. I don't even need good acting, but I just need you to relax breathe. Take time between your sentences. Let's hear what you have to say. Every time I see a round of promo, it's a little bit of like, what, wait, what did she say? What What, what was that? Um, and I mean, then... And she's
2: like moving the mic around. And right. Like, yeah.
0: And like Bobby Lashley walked out this week and he looked like a fucking million bucks. He came out with Leo. I was like, man, he's wearing that IC title. And I was like, yeah, that's what a champion looks like. I was like, you know what? I am all in on Bobby Lashley and his heel roll. And then he gets the microphone and jabrones it up fucking so fast. Yeah. Before before he even speaks. There's a stutter that, like, not a stutter, like an impediment, yeah. like, there's just a space of, like, oh, you already forgot, <laughs> you already messed up. Yeah, like, you and then he's speaking, and you're like, oh, dude, like, damn it. Why do we need him to talk? <laughs> Honestly, we he, don't, he should never have the mic unless you guys know. I love myself some weird Bobby Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> if he's gonna be weird, like, I love it. If you're like, no, I love you, yeah, <laughs> Bobby Lash, like, uh, Kathy. I love, it. you know, when Bobby Lash, he stops by her yeah. sometimes. Uh, it's unfortunate when he does. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's this, those are the two things where I was like, man, some people are doing amazing work. The writing is great. So, look, Becky this week. Look, okay, I still don't think she needed to turn so clearly face, especially, like, switching with Charlotte. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think we needed that. I think that would have, but I think we would have ended up in the same place. Like no matter if she was a heel or a face, she was going to end up in this babyface role. The crowd was going to take her there. I just don't need her to play as much into it. But what I needed from her, I've saying it on the podcast for a week. She can go back, check the tape. I've been wanting Becky to be more badass. Mm -hmm. I want her to be a full-on fucking badass. More Stone Cold. A little bit more of it. Not on the nose, although I know if she gave a stunner, no one would have a problem with it. (laughs) No one. If she's stunned... Because it does this thing where, like, this week when she attacks Steph, she's going for a disarmor, which is not really a cool uh, offense. No. No,
2: Right? No, no. you need, like, a big move, like like an RKO move or, like, something
0: that's, like, hits. Yeah. She needs a snap move, right? She needs... Uh 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 she needs a stone cold stunner. Right. It is the quick solution for her. People are already mapping her to Stone Cold, who cares? Like she, I really don't see it as a problem at all. Now, unless she's like, I want to differentiate myself, I understand that as an artist, but that's fine. She needs a snap move. Now, if it's gonna be a Beck Sploder, that's fine. She just needs to be able to throw Steph and do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, what move could you give her? Like.
2: I mean, I would just give her a DDT or something. Just right. have her like the, like the Bobby Roode here, like that, like lifting DDT, something like, like that. Just DDT. something simple, yeah. The
0: Edge DDT, yeah. that's the Impaler DDT. Something simple. I, I love when Bobby does that. Does he even do it anymore? <laughs> I, don't know. I have yeah. no
2: idea. I haven't paid attention to Bobby Roode in a year.
0: Yeah, uh, well, well, we'll talk about Bobby Roode in a second. Um, um, uh, when we talk about hot 40-year-old men <laughs> segments. Uh, <laughs> coming at you, God, baby. thank God. Hey, thanks for listening to the Playgirl channel. You... <laughs> Uh, 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 oh. Featuring Shawn Michaels, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Diesel. Did he? Go, did he do? Th- no, it's just Shawn Michaels, right? Did Playgirl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but um, what was it? She needs some kind of snap move. She yeah. needs some kind of a not a, a submission move. She only has that, so she needs to work on that. I mean, like, I don't know what it. Like, so many moves are taken, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be more about her delivery of it. But I, I don't think a DDT would work for what she needs. Something that work maybe, uh, maybe like a flatliner, like which is like uh, like a reverse rock bottom. Really, it's oh, right like when you kind of like if you can quickly in for a grab and then go back, hit their yeah, face on the yeah, map. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like that. That's a move I always dug. That's kind of like out of favor right now. That you can do like in snap capacity. Don't hook the leg though. Hooking the leg is an it Makes moves look not cool. You know. What about like just like a headbutt or something? Or like a Yeah, maybe a headbutt. Yeah. Something
2: simple. Because a headbutt kind of feels Irish, like you know what I mean? Like right. just like a dirty headbutt to the face.
0: Yeah, or maybe like uh maybe it's two handed, like oh, like yeah. to drop to her knees. Point is that she could make anything cool, but going for a disarmor every time, not to mention Ronda Rousey is more of a submission artist than you are. Right. So it's uh it's kind of like uh, 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 she needs it. Yeah, right. Like Daniel Bryan brought the running knee on. You know what I mean? She could even have a claymore, like uh, what, what mm. Drew McIntyre does, something like that. Uh, but the running knee really helped Daniel Bryan. he yeah. really needed a strike finish. You yeah. know.
2: Well, I can't wait now that the mole hears this. I guarantee you, by Monday or Tuesday, she's gonna do something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it has to be right. It can't be that a paleo DDT has too much setup. She needs a snap. It something, has to be yeah. a snap. Um. Uh, what, what man It's just It's gotta be a stunner
3: It's gotta yeah, be a stunner yeah. It's just like
0: it, It's a stunner It's just a stunner
2: Yeah And you also gotta think too like, Not that she's She not- gave
0: a stunner At a house uh, show This is not something That like is out of our You know that, that like we're pulling Out of our ass Right And then Why not have Becky like Have Stone Cold on an episode If uh, You know I don't know when they're coming to L.A. next, right? Because uh, I was going to say Texas, but we all know Stone Cold really lives in Los Angeles. She lives in Santa Monica. Why not have Stone Cold walk by her and like give a nod to each other, and that night she gives a stunner. Like, that's it. Right, right, right.
2: Don't so know. you're saying you want like a Stone Cold cameo the way that uh, Arnold cameoed in uh, The Rundown? <laughs>
0: You guys check that out on our Patreon bonus episode on The Rundown. Which, by the way, I just want to say, if you join our Patreon right now, you get access to tons of archives right oh, yeah. now. And if you're like me, if you're sitting in an office job, anytime I have office jobs, I... Nothing I love more than like a fucking archive, yeah, oh, where I'm like yeah. I can just press play on a podcast and let it go. But our bonus episode, yeah, we we break down, uh, uh, and we got a couple more movie dissections coming up. Uh, but right now we're just on a roll with our guest Cole Caban and Nicole Byer. Okay, you know, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, just like that. Yeah, <laughs> when he pops up for two seconds, wasn't the fact in that that like he just happened to be on set? Yeah,
2: that was it. <laughs> he was filming something else, and he was like in the same soundstage, and was like, "Hey,
0: can I be in this?" He probably was like, "Yo, The Rock's so cool. Like, yeah. let me just like be in this." Um. Anyway, so but that's the thing. He's like, I thought Becky. Anyway, that being said, Steph came out. St- I thought this was fucking great. Steph came out. Now, by the way, this could have easily been Baron Corbin. Uh, and like now we're back to the McMahon's of the Authority roles, which is fine. And, well, we can rely on it forever because they got so many kids coming up the pike. You know what I mean? They got, like, Declan and fucking Brutus, whatever these kids' names are. Kenyon. They literally have six kids. Each? They have three each. Oh, wow. So there's six McMahon kids coming up. Great. So they can keep riding the McMahon wave. But, yeah, Stephanie's like, hey, your leg hurts, which is a great way to ice Becky. Keep her out of action. Hurting her knee at the rumble was fucking brilliant. She still overcame those odds. Uh... She's got that injury. She's acting like I don't have it. Plus, she doesn't trust um, authority. By the way, someone made a point on the podcast uh, on the Facebook page that was like, oh, it's too much of Stone Cold. It's mapping too too much to Stone Cold. And I was like, here, here's the deal. First off, uh, just because the story's been told doesn't mean it can't be told again. Everything is derivative of something else. All the stories have been kind of told. Yeah. There's only Uh, seven plots. Right. There's like seven plots. We have hero's journey. There's literally archetypes of stories. Yeah. But the beauty of this one is that they tried to pull this on. They tried to put the Daniel Bryan story on Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Right. The beauty of this is this found her organically. She bled from the face organically. Like, she got punched in the face. When she turned and then was like, I'm a badass, we, we all, like, we all saw Stonehold in her. Mm. They didn't force Stonehold on us. So if your complaint is constantly, the jamming this thing down my throat, this is something that they didn't jam down our throat. It's something we wanted that they're following. Right. You know? So, um, I also,
2: I I just wish we could dispense with that, that complaint too, that WWE is shoving X, Y, or Z down our throats. Right. That that to me is like red flag to take a break from wrestling for a while because you don't, you don't watch Game of Thrones and be like, they're shoving Daenerys down our throats. Why are there so many episodes with Daenerys? It's like, just fucking stop. Take a step back.
0: Yeah. You're the fucking Super Troll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, hope I'm not glad we haven't seen that fucking guy in a while. <laughs> but uh, like, so um, you know, uh, yeah. So anyway, that being said, okay, back to the storyline. It's like Stephanie's like, you got to see the doctor. This is all. This is the consistency we've been dying for here. Becky got shoot hurt, and then they took her out of the match. Shoot, and then now she doesn't trust WWE doctors. She's like, they won't let me. Uh, 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 they they won't they won't let me fight. Right. You know this fucking watch, man. I, I just got instant messaging tech. But by the way, from a jabroniac, Harry Walner, great guy. He, it's, he messaged me. It went to my. It went to my watch. I don't know how to turn these features off. I thought I turned it all off. I thought I turned off every single like activity thing on my phone. On this, by the way, you know, I got an Apple Watch. I got an iWatch. I'm calling it <laughs> an iPod Watch for my birthday, and I like it in general, but. I turned off all that, and then the other day, it's just again breathe. Tells me to breathe. I don't need you to tell me to breathe. And then it's like, tell me you're not walking. I'm like, dude, I went to the gym this morning. I wear a heart rate monitor when I work out. Right. I fuck. It told me I burned 1,000 calories today. So fuck you. Anyway, okay. Sorry, getting worked up about the stupid Apple Watch again. But Becky, she doesn't trust doctors. So they used authenticity. They kept it real. I love that. They're like, you need to get checked out. You're wearing a brace. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't want to do it. I understand why her motivation for not wanting to trust McMahons. And also the way they're playing with McMahons now where you're like, like it feels like they want Charlotte in the main event. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels like that, but they're not saying that. They're like, "Hey, it's what's best for business," which is always a great spot to be. Yeah, and especially because they're like trying to—they're playing faces like a couple weeks ago. And now they're going more heel. But you're like, "Wait, where do we stand with these guys?" And everybody's in a nice gray zone. Ronda's in a nice gray zone. I, I, I'm just interested in the match, not in the in the babyface heel roles. But yeah, so. <clears throat> Great. She wouldn't trust it. She's like, yo, don't steal my moment from me. Do not steal my moment from me. I'm not going to the doctor. You know I'm not doing that. I do not trust you fucking filthy McMahons. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it. It's like, well, then I got to suspend you. Sorry. And then she attacked her. She was like, don't do this. That was the badass moment I was craving from her. Is that she's not scared of these people. She is a badass. She's sticking to her principles. She feels like a lone wolf. Yes. Like a Stone Cold character, where it's like, I'm against this machine that's trying to take matches away from me.
2: Yeah. I wish that. I, I what do you think about if they did something like, uh, if she was like, you know, oh, McMahon, that's Irish, right? Right. And like, we find out that like the McMahons and the Lynches have like, there's like old Irish like fucking business. To like, like, like a, like a, what's the word? Like, like a, mafia? A, no, not like a mafia thing, but it's just like these families in Ireland are like, like this, this, the McMahons and the Lynches, like this goes
0: back. Like, we're, right. talking, we're talking 200 years. I would years. love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I would, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> if they like, this is their problem with Becky. Like, because Black Irish versus Red Irish. The thing was that, and then Triple H. So, look, we got Becky on Monday. And then we got Becky again, and she had Steph, and, and uh, she had one line that made no sense, Becky, where she was just like, did Stephanie have to get medically cleared? It was like, not that it didn't make sense, but like, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a little bit like, Ooh, what that's the it? thing where it's like, hey, uh, no, you did. Yeah, like, yeah, No, yeah. The no, no you store, are. Yeah, the yeah, jerk <laughs> store yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. But yeah. I thought Triple H, Triple H is masterful on the microphone. If you don't appreciate Triple H on the microphone, you're just not paying attention. Right. The guy's like, hey. You don't want to get. It's like I don't know what else to say. Like you don't want to get medically cleared. This is every. This is the process here. You maybe you. What you're scared of is not success. You're scared. Uh, is that you're scared? You're scared of success, right? Mm-hmm. Or like you're scared of the match. You're scared of this stuff, and that's what you're. You're self sabotage. I've seen it a thousand times before. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. um, We know people like, I know people like this. I had a conversation about this behavior the other day where somebody, it was one of my wife's friends. I won't get into the details of who it is, but it was like behavior where like, it makes no sense. You're given an opportunity and you're like, nah, I have a scheduling opportunity. Like I have a scheduling conflict. I can't make it to the meeting of my life because I have to like make $50 another way. Right. And you're like, oh, that's just someone who's like, uh, who is like a scared of success. Right. It's real.
2: Yeah, oh well, yeah. yeah, I mean cuz I mean to like right like when when you get into the slipstream of like momentum in your right. life. It's scary cuz things start happening quickly and you need mm-hmm. to make these decisions now and it's like right. uh, so yeah, I mean I can totally I can totally see why that's terrifying. Who it's like if I do this, then that means one, it means that people will are going to be holding me accountable for something and two, things are going to start happening so fast. Right. That And then to tie back into Becky Lynch, right? It's like, you know, she could be, um, she's going to be headlining WrestleMania. How wouldn't that fuck with your head?
0: You know? Absolutely. Like, yo, last year, watched Becky, I was so critical of Becky, no one was more critical of Becky Lynch than me. I really was like, she stinks. Yeah. I literally, I'm, I'm open to that. By the way, I love being wrong. Nothing more than that. I'm not some authority here It's like, I told you. I don't give a fuck about any of that fucking stupid machismo. I say, I gave you my opinion on this, and I was wrong, and I like being wrong. I love that The Miz is one of my favorite wrestlers. I love that. Uh, yeah, I thought he was a jabroni for a long time. Um I like seeing people rise to the occasion. I love success. I'm not a uh, shebsian mm. type <laughs> who's like my opinion was uh, i give Shebs shit for this into his face. My opinion was this and it's still this <laughs> Okay. Um uh, uh 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 so um Wait, what were we talking about? Shit. I lost my Becky. Yeah. Oh, if watch her we watched that Royal Rumble from last year. Her gear is terrible. Yeah. The twenty seventeen Royal Rumble. Her uh 2018 Royal Rumble, the first ever wins Rumble, her gear is like, what is that? And now her gear is maybe my favorite gear mm-hmm. on the roster. When she comes out and especially, she doesn't even she only wears it to pay-per-views. And like when you when I get to see her in that like in that like like dark green, like studded, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, outfit. I'm like, oh, it's the Becky banner. It's her wrestling gear. Yeah. I'm like, do you think she
2: comes out? Speaking of like Stone Cold comparisons, yeah. do you think she comes out with a knee brace on.
0: Oh yeah, she would be wrestling with the knee brace at Mania, no she question, must, because right, she because must. Uh, Ronda is gonna go after that knee or Charlotte if they go for the triple threat angle. Yeah, which I I believe they are. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna go for that because I think I believe they want that to main event. I believe they want that match, and I think with the triple threat, I think they they it has enough. It's got crazy star power in there, mm-hmm. and the match will deliver. You know, yeah, Charlotte will do a big moonsault. You know, uh, you don't. I I think that that's I think that's what their plan is. I don't agree with it, but I think it is their plan. But hopefully, I'm wrong. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I just think Becky did. So she popped up on on SmackDown. great. I do think if Becky is suspended. She needs to be somewhat suspended, mm-hmm. you know? Now, I think that readers want to see her, you know what I mean? And I think it's going to be disappointing to fans if they don't get to see her. But... They gotta find interesting ways to do it. They gotta tap into whatever they did with Strowman, where Strowman was like lifting something every week. Yeah. And think about when Stonehold was injured and he's rolling up with the milk truck and all that. They gotta tap into all that and find ways for when she shows up, it's good. Uh, and they're gonna write out this doctor angle. Like maybe some. she has a conversation where it's like, all right, I'll go to the do-. She goes to her own doctor, and there's a segment of like, it's a video that they're patching through of her, her, own doctor and her doctor is clearing her knee, but they're like, no, that's not a WWE doctor. And then, you, you know, even they can even, this is a true Daniel Bryan thing. So keeping, I'm just saying, keeping Becky on ice, I yeah. think is, is the key, mm-hmm. you know, and also keeping that knee hurt is key. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I think we have some of the best conversations on there, but I think, uh, I t- disagree with this one guy. This guy's attitude. I, I did not like his wording. I did not like the way he was talking about it. Where it was like, no, I hate the line, like, absolutes. Like, no one cares about Ronda Rousey. Wrong. It's just like, that is so flat out wrong. Demonstrably false. It's okay, we could disagree. But those kind of, like, trolly Scythian, like, Sith yeah, yeah. absolutes of, like, no one cares about Ronda Rousey. Um, she's ba- Like, she's bad. It's like... That's not, like, dude, that's not, that's not what it is. Like, Ronda Rousey, people care about her, definitely. You could argue me that she's not the success the company wanted, but, like, that kind of talk is, like, I hate it. It's a
2: false premise. It's the internet. It's, It's a false premise, and it's what people who argue in bad faith
0: do. Right. But I don't, the part of my charm with Ronda Rousey is that Ronda Rousey is a, um, is that like I said last week? She, the kind of that she's like kind of dipping into pro wrestling. Right. So I think if you make her a heel. The, I don't think she needs anything. Yeah. Like I don't think she needs that that allegiance, especially if you're if they are going the Charlotte angle. Charlotte's gonna be very clear heel. She's doing really great heel work. She's really comfortable on the mic. Charlotte is great. Um, and uh, Charlotte is like the Triple H. Uh, I said it. She's the Triple H of the division. Like, right? It's like she gets the job done. She feels main event. She's great. She's not really like moving. The needle in terms of like her wrestling is, but she's not like drawing the crowds or whatever. Right. But like, she's, I, I, you I'm know, her, she belongs yeah. at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, do you think I'm wrong? No. 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 I'm saying I love uh, Charlotte. Like, Triple H is e top notch. He's yeah. in the A level. He deserves to be main eventing pay per views. He's great. Right. Uh, I'm talking about when he was like a wrestler. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. in that, that ruthless aggression era or whatever. Like great. But also, it's like I see why he's not flashy enough to tr- to draw. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, uh, Yeah, but I think Ronda, it's like her thing is like she's Ronda Rousey. So I thought a lot of things in the writing was great this week. It was like, she's like, um, she's frustrated with the booze, which Mm -hmm. I really dug. She's like, you want to boo me? Whatever. We know she has thick skin, thin skin, authentically. So when she's out there wrestling the Riot Squad, it's like, yeah, like it gets under her nerve. It gets under her skin. Like, I don't want it. She doesn't want to be booed. I'm trying to like do this, you know? And then also she brought up to the backstage segment, which I think was their big thing this week where Becky and Ronda went face to face and she's like, You're unprofessional. You're unprofessional and drives me nuts. Especially her coming from the fight world. Yeah. She would be caught up. She's like, I'm out here trying to sell our fight. That I think is nice. Yeah. That she sees a pay per view as a sell. Mm-hmm. She's like, I wanna kick your ass, but also like, hey, I'm trying to get WrestleMania sold out and you're here like getting suspended. Yeah, it's almost yeah. the conversation is almost like I fucking hate you pro wrestlers.
2: Oh yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That would be a great angle for her to go heel. Right. Where she's like this is all this is all like what do you think You're this is? You're all wrestlers. I'm a fighter. Yeah, I could knock out literally anybody in that yeah. in that locker room and you all know it. I thought that's
0: nice. just fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Rhonda, breathe. Yeah. Breathe. You that watch. She need. <laughs> I mean, I, should I forward my uh, my iWatch uh, notifications yeah, to Rhonda yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm like, just these lines are good. Just say them. Yeah. Anyway, but I like her being. What did what did Techie Steph accomplish? She's like the Dana White or whatever. I really like it. Um, and then I liked Ice and Advil, bitch. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Again, I had to rewind to hear it because I yeah. can't. She's got to be like someone's got to coach her. Ice and Advil, but bi- Ice and Advil, bitch. Yeah. Yes. Ice and Advil, bitch. And it's That's the so, random,
2: person. Ice and Advil, bitch. It's so unfortunate too because it is like this is not a new kind of like a uh, 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 nervousness. This is like this is just somebody with run of the mill stage fright. Right, rushing their lines. We see this all the time. You know, you see it in like a sketch show or like an improv or something. It's like it's 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 so just run of the mill. She can get over it, but right. she has to try.
0: Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I thought all that was really fucking good, but Hey, uh, look, so I know this week we had like, I, I got heated in that Letterman segment, but we got some good stuff to counteract that and right now I want to head over to what I'm calling the, uh, the hero wing oh, okay. of the podcast and, uh, we're going to call Corey Pendleton and I want to talk to him about his teaching habits, how he's teaching uh third grade students and inspiring them through professional wrestling. Uh, Corey is like an example of a hashtag adult wrestling fan, loud and proud. Listen to this phone call. I think you're going to dig it. Hello? Hello. Corey.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, Oh, I'm psyched up about it. Yeah, no, uh, I'm psyched up about it also. Uh, Corey, uh, your name's Corey Pendleton, correct? Yes. Is Silverback a nickname or your actual middle name?
3: Uh, say it again, I didn't hear you.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It says uh, your, uh, your name on Facebook, which is how I know you. It says Corey Silverback Pendleton.
3: Yeah, Silverback is kind of like my my alter ego, my spiritual animal.
0: Oh, really? I love that.
3: Yes, it's I can't get the name because, you know, most people think because I'm a big guy that I'm intimidating. But like silverbacks are actually gentle animals, they're doing their thing to protect their families, and you won't see that aggressive side unless you threaten them or threaten their family. So I thought silverback would be my perfect spirit guide.
0: I love that. So uh, for people who don't know, Corey has been on our Facebook page, Comedian's of Wrestling Facebook page, talking about wrestling at four in the morning, uh, on the Facebook page, posting all this amazing content. Uh, Pictures and stories. Uh, Corey is a teacher. What, what grade do you teach, Corey?
3: Uh, this year I'm teaching third grade.
0: Third grade, right. Uh, pictures from your classroom of how you're incorporating uh, professional wrestling into your curriculum and into the uh, basically like the order of your classroom. And uh, we so thought it was super awesome. I loved it. And I wanted to, you know, and thankfully you agreed to come on the podcast and talk to us about it. So I just want to hear, uh, I want to hear first, uh, my first question is like, you're clearly a loud and proud adult wrestling fan, right?
3: Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. So what what role does professional wrestling play in uh, your life, separate from your professional life?
3: I grew up on wrestling. out. I- I'm going to tell my age, but like I came up in a time where my hero was Dusty Rose because, you know, he was kind of you know the fat guy, but, you know, he still kick ass. And I, I was the same way in school. Right. And but most kids would wake up on the Saturday morning looking forward to cartoons. I used to wake up and look forward to watching all the various wrestling shows.
0: That's awesome. I
3: was that weird kid who <laughs> I would go to school when, you know, people say, we well, you know wrestling is fake. I would put kids in wrestling holes and hurt them and show them that wrestling was real.
0: Right. Right. Did did it kind of offend you, people calling it fake at that time when you're like, hey, I love this thing. Why is everyone so comfortable uh, making fun of it and saying it's bad?
3: Oh, definitely. I I almost got arrested when I was in fourth grade because I put a kid in a figure for a leg and um, broke his leg.
0: Wow. So, I imagine you don't tell your students to do that, right? You don't encourage that behavior, right? (laughs) (laughs) You see the Uh, error of your ways.
3: Yes. Yeah. I did have a student last year who got kind of overzealous and he jumped off like the top of the sofa onto his baby sister and almost gave her a concussion. Right.
0: Wow. Wow. Did you have uh, other friends? I
3: do tell them don't try this at home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to tell the students that. But do you have other friends who watch professional wrestling And when you're at that age? It sounds like you were kind of like the only one watching it.
3: Oh, it was like a, a neighborhood thing. Oh, nice. Like sometimes we would recreate the wrestling matches outside in the yard. So like we would have a over-the-fence battle royal. Where we should try to throw people over the fence. <laughs> like I can't tell you the amount of parents who had to take their children to emergency room visits. Because of our crazy wrestling, but it was a good maybe twelve of us, and even the crazy kids thought we was crazy, because we all had our different wrestlers we identified with, and we did the whole trash talking. We do the promo was like we was at a wrestling show, and we would go at it in the yard, hurt each other, blood each other sometimes, and then laugh about it afterwards.
0: Wow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we had that too. Me and my friends, we used to do uh, front yard wrestling because we had a bigger front yard than backyard, and uh, we used to have uh, tag matches and stuff. And we would have our own characters and finishing moves and everything. We would do all these stunts and hurt ourselves. Uh, but it was it was the best because wrestling like inspired us. Thankfully, none of us got severely hurt or anything. And I hope uh no one uh, none of your friends got too hurt when you were growing up. It was more uh, fun.
3: You know, this is normal stuff Through broken bones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I got it. Every, That's growing every, pain.
3: Every child should break a
0: bone at least once. Right. So now you're a teacher. You're a teacher. Uh, 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 the tides have turned. Now you're a teacher teaching third grade kids this year. And uh, you decided to to use uh, your love, your adult wrestling fandom to inspire the students and push your curriculum along. So how did that idea come to you and how did you start doing that? Well,
3: what I'll do... It's like this is my fifteenth year of teaching, and I usually get the type of classes or the students that no one else wants. Right. And I like to keep the kids entertained, so I used to always do like different voices and impersonations. Like uh, they, my favorite character that the kids love over the years was I would do like the stereotypical like over the top black holiness minister. Right. I would teach a whole lesson like we was in church.
0: Right. 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 Right.
3: So 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 last year. I took a student's cell phone, and she started telling me I can't do this and all of that. Like giving me attitude, so I started talking to her like I was like Mark Henry, Like, I do what I want, when I want, whoever I want. Right. Then I put the Rip Flair woo behind it. Yeah. And the whole class kept, oh, that's Rip Flair. Like y'all know about Rip Flair? And we stopped the lesson and we talked about thirty minutes about wrestling and some of their favorite wrestlers and like it just came to me. I said, I got to do something wrestling these kids love wrestling right so I went on Amazon and I ordered like the toy belt the world heavyweight belt and I decided my student of the week is gonna you know get to wear the belt and they absolutely loved it and then I was talking about it in one of the Facebook groups and this guy he donated a commemorative belt and when they saw like the adult size belt it's like their mouths, all of them hit the floor
0: that's amazing.
3: And as time, time went on, like other people would hear about stuff I was doing, and then I had uh, my intercontinental belt was donated to us. My tab belt so I got like a very good price when you know, when the guy found out what I was doing in the classroom. Right. And now, you know how most kids are when you say it's time to take a test. they moaning and groaning in my class when it's time to take an assessment they're actually cheering. They want to take one because it's their chance to get the belt. (laughs) So
0: whoever gets the best score on a test is the new champion?
3: Right. So we have one for math, the universal champion we do for reading. Then we have a digital remediation program on the internet. That's our intercontinental championship. The student with the best behavior and the best work ethic is the United States champion. And then... The students with the best cooperation, who works well with others, with their peers and with adults, those be our title champions.
0: That's amazing. Do you have any grand slam winners? Anyone win every single win every single title?
3: Yes, I had. I actually had one girl last year, and i was so upset she wasn't here this year. She was our first grand slam. She was such a grand slam champion in one week she won all the belts in one week. Wow! And like, she had every single belt at the same time.
0: This is this is G-
3: Corey. Was yeah. When she, I'm say when she came to me, like she was from Jamaica. So the school she came from, she was like low academic achievement. Her mother was worried about her. They were thinking maybe there was something wrong with her. Maybe she needed to be on medication. And it's just that love for wanting the belts and wanting to achieve. It was like she just blossomed.
0: Right. I mean, because I think this is Corey. I think this is like flat out genius, uh, especially as a student who was very bored in school and very uh, 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 disinterested at times. And if you told me if i if I get good grades, I'm going to win the belt, and I can walk around holding a championship title, and there's a, an opportunity to win different titles for different abilities, I'd be going after them so hard. I completely understand these other uh, how how this would motivate an, uh, a a student.
3: And I have the students, like I said, who are behavior problems, low academic achievers. And then they're coming. Like, we had a test one time, a common assessment, where my kids did almost as well as the gifted class. And they actually tried to accuse me of cheating because the scores were so good. Yeah, right. And it's cutthroat. But it's cutthroat in a way, like, the kids don't get mad, like say, if another person wins. It's like, I'm going to get you next week. Like, they, I let them do their own little promos before we do an assessment. That was my next question. about what they're going to do. And like, our car, Universal Champ, like, she's been a Champ, a Universal or World Heavyweight Champ, like, 28 times, dating back to last year. Wow. And when she broke, because this year, the thing was, who was going to break Ric Flair's record? Like, I have Ric Flair, fighting all over the room with his picture, quotes and things like that. And she broke his record, and, like,
0: she got a $50 gift card. The 16-time champion? Yes. That's so right amazing. Now,
3: she's, she's up to 28
0: now. Wow. Does it reset every single test? Is that how it goes? Like, how how often are you awarding championships? Or it depends on the title. I'm very caught up in the logistics here. I love this. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm motivated like I'm one of your students. we
3: go from week to week like usually every Friday we take an assessment right so like we introduce a new skill on Monday we practice to Monday to Thursday and then we take an assessment that Friday right and then we name instead of saying assessment like I call it pay per views. so we are tied into the pay-per-views if it's a skill the kids didn't do well on in practice then it might be you know two weeks instead of you know weekly assessment and then I have a rankings board where we rank them, just like how the WWE put out their top 10. Yeah. We have a top 10 in each academic category. And when they win, they get their picture taken. We have this school app called Classroom Dojo where you can keep track of students' behavior. And it goes out to all the parents and all the teachers. So they get their pictures sent out on that. And you would think I was putting them on TV. <laughs> They're so proud.
0: Well, there is a real power of a championship title holding it. You know, I mean, when you think about it, it's just a piece of, uh, you know, it's a piece of leather and people piece of metal. Unless you're Daniel Bryan, it's a piece of hemp and some plywood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little turquoise. Oh,
3: don't get me. Don't get me
0: started on Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> you're Mark. I know you're watching. But uh but, but holding it like you you want to hold it. It's so prestigious, you know? I remember I have a commemorative belt and my wife when the first time she held it, she was like, "Oh, I see why this is cool." When you put it around your waist, you feel you feel like you have achieved something. So I can imagine students falling into that amazingly i think it's a a a brilliant idea was there any pushback on administration of the school at all when you first started implementing this
3: oh of course yeah because like our schools where i'm at they're more concerned about points like each i shouldn't say all but they look at students as data points so if a student does well they get data points which goes towards the school grade right and it makes them look good so the concern was where well, you are playing in the classroom. And I know we're not playing. This is a way you put motivation. So what I found, half of the students I have this year, I had them last year. A lot of those students that came to me, like they was on kindergarten level, reading level in second grade. It wasn't that they was like bad or had problems. It was just confidence. So this WWE program and it's still a lot of confidence in them that. The United States champion has done more, I think, than any other belt because it rewards students that work hard and have good behavior. Right. So that's a belt you can win even if you're not the top academic program. So they would come in. They would see the kids with the belt. Oh, it's causing a distraction. You're taking it too far. Because One time when we had a district personnel came in, and the student was adjusting the belt, and she goes, she she asked him something. He goes, do you think I should have this belt off? The lady goes, Well, he, he looked her in the face. It doesn't matter what you think. I'm, <laughs> oh. gonna get fired. I'm going to get fired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that they, was like they, me. I mean, that was so basically me as a student.
3: They know the catchphrases. Yeah. Like, our current Universal Champion, like, she changes. Last year, she was all into the Bellas. This year, she says she's the legit boss of third grade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I love that
3: raise the belt up in the student's face and let them know that the belt is not going anywhere.
0: Yeah.
3: So this year, they're more receptive to it because they've seen the impact that it's having on the students and their test scores and their behaviors. And there's a couple of other teachers that they are trying it like on a trial basis. They're not really into it, but they have like the little toy belts.
0: Right. But you can't fake it, Corey. You can't bring your passion. You have a passion for professional wrestling. I mean, you're a Dusty Rhodes fan since you're a kid. You, it, faking being a professional wrestling fan is a, is a recipe for disaster. The other teachers are not going to be able to bring the finesse you bring to, to it, you know? Understanding the power of the championships, how to even rank the titles, you know? Right, and that's the problem, too, baby. Like, they'll
3: give a, they'll give a belt, but then if a student up something, they take the belt away Or they don't, like, if I take a belt away because of a behavior problem, we have, like, a a battle royal type academic tournament,
0: and we crown a new champion. Oh, so it, right, so people can.
3: Because I'm a wrestling
0: fan. So from a discipline perspective, if you act up, you lose your title. So it keeps the children from acting up because they're like, I got to keep my title. They got to be the, you know, they got to keep the PG era going. (laughs)
3: Because we, I can say that, it's an app. That we use for behavior, positive behavior management, and it gives them a percentage of positive versus negative behaviors. Right. So to be a champion, you have to have a ninety percent positive behavior rate. Right. Because when you drop below ninety, then we have in the tournament. There's been times when I I do the the event of man, you're a fire, and oh, they hate when I do that. yeah Yeah. <laughs> Because I have the spit and everything coming. I, mean, I don't spit on the students, but no. <laughs> I have the yeah. spit and everything coming from my mouth. And, and it helps. It, it keeps them on the. Because I told them when you were a champion, you're the face that runs the place. Everybody's looking at you. Right. So you have to represent our class.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I, I see. Th- yeah, I'm sorry.
3: I was just about to say it works because you know, i posted on the website how I have had students. I say, at first grade, six, seven years old, they get thirty-something referrals, and now it's like zero. You you couldn't even tell that my class used to have bad students in it.
0: Right, I noticed that you said that on the Facebook page that uh, referral. It seems to be some kind of uh, demerit or some kind of uh, uh, I forgot what they called it when I was in school. Uh, I try to block, block these memories out, uh, <laughs> but like a <laughs> like a demerit or something. You know, uh, uh, I can't think of it. The term you get detention. If you get three of them, then you get a detention. What we had, you know. But uh, yeah, you're saying you call them. Uh, 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 you're saying that they're way down, almost to zero. It sounds like yeah, zero. Yeah. I mean-
3: like this year in my class I've had four referrals for the entire class and those four referrals happened like in other areas. It didn't happen in the classroom with me. You know, this silly stuff that you know some students make mistakes, but it's not not as like kids attacking teachers, you wanna think that, that young of an age they would attack teachers. But I have a student in my class who was kicked out of another school because he stabbed the teacher with a pair of scissors. Wow like crazy aggressive stuff and they come from such some of them come from such like troubled homes or troubled areas you're really competing against the environment they come from so i try to create an environment in the classroom where they feel safe you know it's lively it's full of energy and like i say, they love the wwe they even go home now like i've had parents tell me they had to buy the wwe network that you just want to just watch wrestling
0: right yeah,
3: I had one dad. It was awesome. He just found out about his daughter recently, and he was struggling trying to, you know, build bond with her, do activities. And she started talking about wrestling. He loves wrestling, so they got on the WWE network and they started watching the old, you know, footages all the way up to now. Right, especially the NWO, because I have the NWO fashion in my class.
0: Oh, you had an NWO so in the, the class?
3: Awesome. Yes.
0: Wow, I, that's, I would vie, if I was a student, I would kill, I'd do whatever, i I uh, cross my T's, dot my ass, do whatever I gotta do to be in the NWO, that was the coolest part of the class. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: up, it's, and it's for, all, it's for our writers, so we call it the new writing order.
0: Whoa. Oh my god, Corey, I love this, that is amazing, the new writing order.
3: <laughs> and, and we have the shirts and everything. Wow. So what we did, I almost, I almost, I got a, I got a verbal warning for this. One of the other teachers, like the upper grades, because they get tested on writing as right. part of promotion once they get to the fourth and fifth grade. So they was teaching you know, a writing lesson, and my class just burst in NWO style, started writing NWO all over the classroom. Oh my. And then they started reading their reading samples. And the teacher and the kids loved it. They thought it was just the funniest thing. But, you know, administration didn't think that was
0: too hot. Right. But it's pretty harmless, right? I mean, you know, as a student, I was in school, and now I'm a comedian. I was always looking at how I could express myself. And, you know, a lot of times I was getting detention. I was labeled like a bad kid, but I wasn't a bad kid at all. I just... Needed an outlet for, uh, uh, but no one cared. They just wanted to tell me I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. And I think what you're right. doing is harnessing uh, the, you know, uh, children's energy and using it towards a positive uh, way.
3: And it's, def- it's definitely what I'm doing. Like I said, I had kids who was on medication. They don't take medication anymore. Kids who was about to be sent to alternative schools. Now they're like solid A B students. Yeah. And it just giving them one to have an outlet. They're not afraid to take chances and it's like they want to come to school. I'm that teacher who, it could be 50 degrees below zero. Well, not in, you know, for a lot of them, but the kids want to come to school. Right. Because day to day, they don't know what we're going to do. Like I'm always, even when I'm teaching lessons, I have WWE clips embedded into the lessons. Like right. one week, our wrestler of the week was R-True. So I would teach lessons. And then within the lessons, we would have dance breaks. Right. And they absolutely went crazy over there.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, Corey, I mean, I think that one thing, you know, we talk about the students a lot, but it's talking about you it seems to motivate you as a teacher as well, right? I mean, uh, you're able to bring your passion and who you are to teaching to something that, you know, it sounds like a lot of times administrations want things to be more clinical. They want to be able to control it. So it's more like, by the numbers, but it brings the best out of you as well. And people who are passionate about stuff tend to be people who are are lucky people. A lot of people, they don't know what they like, you know, and you bring that to right. your job. And I think th- to me, that's what I think is what's amazing about it. You know, it's almost, you know, similar to what I do with, 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 with the podcast. Like I podcast about something that I'm passionate about, you know?
3: And when you're passionate about it, it doesn't feel like work because you enjoy it.
0: Right. Absolutely.
3: When other teachers get burned out, I'm like, I have fun at work. Like, I sometimes be sad to see them go because we have from bell to bell, we having fun in class while we're learning. Right,
0: that's awesome. Well, I mean, Corey, I love it. I love his silverback. You gave yourself your own kayfabe name, also. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I I think thanks so much for sharing your whole your story with us. On the podcast. I really love it. And I want to keep checking, backing in with you. to hear like new stories and uh, how, how how basically the federation of your classroom is evolving. Are You got the NWO. I mean, do we get a four horse men or women or do, do we get more stables? Do we have a, a DX? Well, you know, hopefully a more t- toned down third grader DX.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I want to do DX so bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find a way I can do it.
0: I love the passion yeah, you bring to it.
3: The next thing I want to do is I want to introduce the NXT belt. Oh, that the, a lot that. Of students who, they're like I, I get a lot of students who are low, and I work my magic with them, but they're probably not going to win any of the major academic belts because they're so far behind. But they're making so much progress on whatever level they come to me.
0: Right, the growth the belt.
3: belt. I want to get yes, because I mean they're growing, it. And, and everybody wants the that universe. Title of that world heavyweight champion, like everybody wants it, so it keeps them motivated.
0: That's awesome. Well, C- Corey, I, we're going to keep going with those. D- I want to hear more about these developments as we uh, uh, as we go along. And I want to say these students are really lucky to have a teacher like you, who's bringing what they care about into the classroom and also looking out for their goals. And um, as you and I love mainly, you're bringing your adult wrestling fandom. You are truly a loud and proud adult wrestling fan. And as a, a token of that, I want to donate a uh, Royal Rumble 2019 commemorative chair to you and your classroom. And maybe you can uh, uh, uh we'll, we'll mail that over to you. Maybe you could work that in that special chair. That could be you know the chair for uh I don't know. I don't want I don't want to pretend to be an expert on what you're doing. But um yeah, I think that oh, that could be a, a any way that we can uh, donate and help out your uh, your what you're doing this initiative that I love so much? Oh,
3: that might even be our reading
0: chair. Yeah, maybe make it the reading chair, uh, the the uh, <laughs> the Royal Rumble uh, reading chair. That'd be great. <laughs> yes. But you you oh, choose like <laughs> you choose what you do with it. But uh, I have three of these to give away, and I'm giving you you the first one is going to you, Corey. Silverback Pendleton, uh, for the amazing achievement of bringing your adult wrestling fandom to successfully to the classroom and really making a difference in these kids' lives who really, uh, people had sounds like people had given up on them, and you saw them all as champions, which I think is amazing. Oh,
3: thank you, I appreciate because they, they are champions. They really are. Yeah, and, and I was one of those kids who people gave up on, so I know how it feels.
0: Yeah absolutely Corey. uh your story here like it moved me uh and i want to let's keep in touch i want to hear more about what you're doing and uh and uh and and we'll get you on future episodes and hear what's going on man and we're happy to have you as part of the uh, cow nation all
3: right i appreciate it <laughs> all I'm right now.
0: yeah all right hey oh yeah we got you don't worry hey Corey. Uh, I'll reach out to you, get your address and whatnot. Uh, we'll do that uh, uh, through Messenger and stuff. But uh, hey, thanks for coming on, man. Cheers up!
3: All right, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> okay, bye bye. All, right. All right, so uh, that was awesome. So l- listen, let's we got to talk about uh, we got to talk about Daniel Bryan. Listen, Daniel Bryan is doing A-fucking-plus work. And by the way, we have this Summit episode coming up. Right now, I'm opening the document, and I'm moving Daniel Bryan up for his work right now. So I always say this, the Cal uh, Professional Wrestling Rating Document, uh, Google Doc, we need a better name for this thing, Uh, which I'm going to post in the Facebook page, Community Wrestling Talk about Wrestling at 4 in the morning. But uh, Daniel Bryan is moving up the document. This this work is fucking fantastic. Uh, His promo last week I thought was an A-plus. Throwing the the title in the trash. And I thought this week, man, he did so many things that I loved. Yeah. I mean, just from the small detail of calling Rowan his intellectual peer, I mean, I'm just like, so let's talk about We can get into like, all right, hey, I like this line. I like this line. All right. Um, you know, because I love the title. The title looks awesome. I love that Daniel Bryan looks like a hippie piece of trash. Like, I love that he, he's got that dirty black eye. Like, he's not even wearing makeup. He's not yeah. like on TV. He wouldn't believe in makeup. I love that the crowd loved him because he was in his home, like, t- area. He was in, like, Portland, I think. But it's like, you know, he's in DB country. Yeah. I love that they liked him. And he's like, you know what? You guys are great because he is, it, the gimmick is talking about, and this close to my conversation I had with Nicole Byer. By the way, listen, Nicole Byer stand up quick. <laughs> uh, that's the gold buyer uh, Crazy we to th- think that that's
2: the That's the woman who 10 years ago when I started taking improv classes yeah. at UCB Would open the
0: training center and let me in Absolutely, to yeah take my class. Uh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that in the episode Check it out, the bonus episode on patreon.com What the fuck are you waiting for? Uh, that episode was so good Because we talk about villains, gray, uh, the gray area of villains. Yeah. We talk about my Titanic joke And she has a joke about Ursula Who it's just like, you know She sympathized with Ursula and you're like Well, you're cheering Daniel Bryan. Yeah, because do we need... This is where Gray Area is great. Not like Dean Ambrose or whatever he's doing. Do we need a... This is like, yeah. Well, he stands for really good ideals. He's really pretentious about it and annoying. You choose if you're a good guy. And part of the country, just like when... Bret Hart was in Canada, he's a face. When Daniel Bryan's in the Pacific Northwest where uh, Nosh thinks he's from, he's a fucking baby face. And he's like, you guys see the light, but most of this country does not. They're eating deep-fried animal carcasses, and it makes me sick. Really? Man. Fucking great work.
2: Well, it highlights, too, what I've been saying is like there's a difference between a heel and a wrestler who just insults the city that they're in.
0: Absolutely. But here's the thing I want to talk about. I think the interesting conversation is is uh, Daniel Bryan is like doing something he believes in, you know, and in wrestlers they need to feel this way. You need to feel like your true voice, again, stuff we talk about in the Buyer episode, is shining through, you know, and like you could see in Daniel Bryan how motivated he is and how inspired he is. You know, I saw in his like uh, interview online before the Royal Rumble, he was like, I feel like. 10 years ago I was the best wrestler in the world and now I'm feeling that way again Ugh. and I think he means like I I think he was shoot I think he's like and like wrestlers need to get there they need to have it and like bottom line is like uh, Vince I don't know what's going on back there I haven't been there but like if a wrestler has something true about him like the wrestlers are really ring true have an authentic element Daniel Bryan really is this way he really is conscious about this Randy Orton really is like a slime bowl. yeah you know what I'm saying? When he calls himself a snake, it works. Dan- Randy Orton would be a better professional wrestler if they let him say what he believes in. People would be more into it. And Daniel Bryan's doing it because it's like PC things to say. But right. we, I don't mind if a wrestler offended me, right. and in a delicate way, if we actually uh, hear it. But like, wrestlers need to be like, this is what I believe in. Like, I, and this is what I talk about Dan- Dean Ambrose. Is that oh, people are like, yeah, he gets a script. I really think that he had enough leeway there. To do it. He had no his thing had no vision. Yeah. Compare Daniel Bryan's heel run, the clarity of what he's going for, his thesis, his game. That's all. If you're talking about UCB, that's all it is. It's like, what's your game? What do you believe in? What do you stand in? What is it, you know? Yeah. What what is the interesting thing about you? And 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 keep hammering that and stay true to that and think about everything you do. How does it play that? Daniel Bryan is nailing it. Dean Amherst come out. Oh, I'm smelling stuff. And you're like, oh, you know, he be like, oh, and then he's got the siren going. He wore the mask. It's all over the place, and he's not even committing to it. No. Now this week he's back to it. everyone was like, "Oh, Dean's good." Well, he's being funny, but I'm still like, "What? What is the guy?"
2: Yeah, just because somebody gets through their promos without stuttering doesn't mean that they're doing a good right. job.
0: Did you? Did you see it? By the way, I love these these moments of bliss segments. It's a g- great way to use Alexis. Did you notice they like really sex throw up? Yeah, she's being like, hey, like and you're like, I heard you have a big bank account. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my like, god. I was like, I like uh, felt like sexy. I was like well, I was like I was like oh fuck and I was like oh wait what, what? like this is fucking weird. Yeah. You're like it's so crazy how like men really aren't dogs like that. I'm, oh like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm
2: like I'm like, yeah, you know, so you know, feminism is best when it's intersectional and uh yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah.
0: bliss. And like, <laughs> but this EC three uh debut I thought was really fucking good. Yeah, and he barely said a word. He barely said a word, but I liked... If at all. He's talking along to his music, and Corey Graves is like... I love it when he does that. He sings along to his song. <laughs> I love that. I was like, that's good. Cool. But he didn't say anything, and I don't really know what he is on the, on the thing. But the gimmick. He's not bad on the this mic. This ties into it. It's like, I like his gimmick. We need a rich guy. Yeah. We need it. Like, I, I think his gear is off. We can get into that oh, yeah, another time. We talked time. about it a little bit. We yeah. talked about that on the Facebook page. We'll go into that. Like, his gear is off. Someone said he's got to rock white. You, you said it. Yeah. He, you're right. He should be wearing, like, I think it should be like suit. Or yeah. it could just be leather or whatever, right. but he's got to rock white. Well,
2: it's because he's a very tan, right? So, like, right. lighter colors look better. Like, you know, like, lighter blues, pinks, whites, right. yellows. It's, you know.
0: Right. So, but I'm saying, Daniel Bryan is just firing on all cylinders. I'm fully in on it. Me too. He really needs John Cena at Mania. Like, oh. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, what is the match? Who else could really step up to his level? He's on an amazing level on the microphone. And, uh, like, AJ Styles is is, like... When you have a guy whose gimmick is, I'm phenomenal, I'm great, mm-hmm. up against a guy with such a clear, specific, big character choice, yeah. it starts being like, oh, all right, one of you guys is a wrestler, and one of you guys is like an actor right, know, or something, right, right. and it's like, one guy's doing theater, and one guy's doing professional wrestling. Sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm watching improv, I feel like I'm watching theater. Daniel Bryan, I'm watching theater. Right. AJ's not there, so... Uh, we we need a guy who could step up to the plate. Daniel Bryan's on such a high level, he needs a high-level opponent. I really can't think of who it would be.
2: No, and Cena also so clearly represents the rest of America.
0: Right. Like you know, I mean, he's he's literally that guy. Yeah, he's in movies. He's yeah. commercialized. He's selling he's, plastic toys. Yes. Like who else is doing that? Samoa Joe. Like it'd be what? what Babyface? No Jeff one. Hardy? No it's one. like maybe maybe if you go Jeff Hardy's, just not on that level. But if you have Jeff Hardy talking about like addiction, you're like you know opioid whatever. But they're not going to do that. No. And, and Jeff Hardy's just not there right now. So no. they haven't built him up like that. No, the only guy is, to face yeah. him. The only opponent for Daniel Bryan. Uh, is John Cena right? I yeah. I can't see it. Who else? Especially if you're just going through the SmackDown roster. Yeah, no. even Braun Strowman. The Braun Strowman. If you if you're gonna like bring him over or some kind of finagling that way. Braun Strowman. What's he? You know how is he really? I guess because he shoots. At, uh, he shoots, but they don't even. That's, he's no, giving no I'm, I'm a big dumb animal.
2: There's no one else. It's John Cena. If only because he's he is Walmart. He is the NFL. He is right. The he is the middle of America. Country. He's not to mention the, trucks. He's that right, guy.
0: Right. Not to mention the Bella connection. Right. Which is like it come out. And if they have Nikki cut a promo in favor of Daniel Bryan, like, right. come on. That's WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Miz was a potential match, and that's they squandered it. They clearly need they they had bigger sights in mind. They could have groomed Miz to be this opponent. You know what I mean? He's has a TV show. They could have done it. But they, with the Switch, it just hasn't worked. So it's like that, you know. Um uh you know. I just think that's the only match I see, and that's the match I would be pumped. I want to see what Daniel Bryan has to say yeah. about John Oof. Cena. I just, I got to see it. So, look, uh, I got to, uh, uh, I got to, uh, No, can I play one cash-in? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, we got to, I got to go to cash-in. Uh, haven't, we haven't cash-in questioning my stunner again, which I think is just ridiculous at this nice. point. Uh, yeah.
4: What's up, Jabroniacs? James Cartarelli here. Um, just wanted to let you guys know I am returning my youth-size uh, adult wrestling fan T-shirt. I appreciate the support, Dan Black, on the Facebook page. That was awesome. But I, here, I, I meant to cash in last week about it, so I'm a week late. But the adult wrestling fan stand-up, by the way, great job. Great performance. Hilarious the entire time. I want to talk about this so-called non-work at the end where you stunner this guy because I've replayed it about ten times, maybe probably even more than that because I'm trying to get a grasp on the situation because I'm looking at it. I'm like, who the who is this guy? Like, what is he doing? What's his mindset? He's, he, he comes up, he pours water on you, and you hit him with a stunner? Now, in in real-life situations, that is, like, that's got to be a work, right? Like, that's a work. And I've gone over it so many times in my head, and I'm like, unless you're at a stand-up comic show called Adult Wrestling Fan, right? Like, the only person that's going to take a stunner in real life is someone crazy enough to go to a... Stand up yeah, comedy show. Yeah. You got it. So but here's the thing. Here's what I want to know because I don't think it was a work. Okay. Okay. But I thought he even thought it was, was a work. That Who? guy thinking. Have you talked to that guy? <laughs> is this dude in the Facebook group. Like, I think he needs to come forward and and say what the hell, like, what he was thinking. Because it's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm like looking at him. Like, what is he doing? He pours water on you. Water. I don't know, man. We got to hear from this dude. Like, come forward, man.
0: Yo, show cheers cheers yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This
4: guy's got to come forward. Here's
0: the deal. Cheers up. Yo, Jay, that actually went different than I thought. Yeah. So, look, here's the deal. The stunner is shoot And you agree with me We don't even need to get into that I'm glad you're actually pushing into new territory What the fuck was this guy thinking? We talked about this in depth on the Which episode was that? On the Royal Rumble bonus episode oh, yeah. Right? So check it out on patreon.com slash Wrestling, million times. We talk about every aspect of this I go so deep into it on the Royal The pre-Royal Rumble Patreon bonus episode But here's the deal I wanted to track this guy down, and I'm glad you brought it up. So here's what I'm going to do. All right. Right now, we're at like 140-something patrons. Yeah. Here's the deal. When we hit a, let's say, I might change this, but let's just spitball, 175. Okay. 175 patrons. I will track this guy down and try to get him on the podcast and talk to this guy. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to go to caveat, figure out who bought tickets. There's a lot of effort to this, so I would like this to be something that you guys show me you want. And by the way, I want this also. I want to show this guy this footage uh, and, and I want I want to talk to this guy. I, I promise you I have no fucking idea who it is. It's going to be work to track him down. So we hit 175 patrons. we will. I will get this guy on the podcast. Maybe we
1: can record your uh, research to find him too. too like reply all episode
0: you uh, make like a doc of it yeah, yeah. to yeah. find the guy stunner oh. yeah that'd be great but once well, we gotta hit 175 patrons for me to put that effort in okay mm-hmm. so that's it check that out cool yeah all right look we gotta get out of here everybody Finding uh, Jabroni. uh a lot of stuff just little stuff off that i dug Ryder and hawkins loved it <laughs> We're both losers. Admitting you're a loser is so fucking powerful, especially for revamping. And Zach Ryder being like spelled my name wrong, using that shoot aspect. I think Ryder and Hawkins they can go on to be the tag champs. Everyone loves those guys. Why yeah. not have them go when they're together? It's magic. Yeah. And they're like, man, on our own we're jabrones, but together we're fucking the dons. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. Um, you know, something better than that. Yeah. Uh, the Kurt. Angle retirement thing. I was lukewarm on it. Yeah, it was whatever. fun. Uh, but uh, whatever. Jeff Jarrett, we, we talked to him already today, but seeing him on Raw, it's kind of crazy how Road Dog is <laughs> so much better on microphone than all the other guys on the fucking roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, it, it's unbelievable. The guy's still so fucking over. Anyway, love to on SmackDown this week. Love where they're going with Becky. Uh, I'm so pumped for WrestleMania. We're full on Calmania WrestleMania <laughs> season. Calmania Mania, Saturday, April 6th. Uh, venue to be determined probably announced next week on the podcast but not important right now because i'm challenging you letterman you keep saying i'm I'm evading you i'm challenging you to a professional wrestling match for the cow title you're the champion you want to be the champion now you're the champion april sinks will you answer the answer the call and face me one-on-one like a man at Cowmania? mania <laughs> now the ball's in your court cool uh, check out our bonus episodes. I mean, it's ridiculous to even get into it. Patreon.com slash wrestling. My episode with Nicole. You got to eat my pussy buyer. <laughs> uh, we talk about... Uh, <laughs> uh, I know a couple of you are dying to hear that. And you wanted Nicole on the podcast, and I made it happen to you, even with her super fucking busy schedule and check out my stand-up special adult wrestling fan you can listen to it now on adultwrestlingfan.com slash comedians of wrestling oh no no slash no, it's just an adultwrestlingfan.com uh watch it there uh and uh yeah everybody uh check out the cow summit episode coming out on friday We're going to be ranking professional wrestlers. We're starting a new cow uh, type of episode. It's going to be a blast. You can hear that in our new episode coming out next week with a Ric Flair-centric episode. We're going to be talking about where should we rank Ric Flair. Leave your voicemails at (laughs) (laughs) 316-789-6006-316. 789-6006 789-6006 And hey man, what a great Fucking week in professional wrestling Everybody, thanks for listening to Cow. Rate us fucking 5 stars, rate and subscribe Is that too much to ask for you guys? Take your iPhone out, hit 5 stars It takes 4 seconds, it helps us out Algorithmically, hey everybody Fucking keep watching wrestling, kisses